This week on the Babcast. I hope your slate is clean, because we're about to chisel your funny stone. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Babcast. Hey, Babcast. Hey. Episode 199. Wow. Yeah. More like 199 BC. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Wow. Nailed it. Home so run, good. Sir. I'm also known as 200 E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 200 E. I like that. <laughs> so, um, we're still Mackyless, but joining us this week, a uh, special guest, Walt. Hey. hey. Hello, everyone. Look, it's hey. Walt. He's there been here. He's been here before. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he, he suggested this movie that we're going to talk about. But for the rest of us, I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Vampcast is, is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Hmm. Sometimes we universally recognize bad movie. Universe stone. <laughs> <laughs> Universe shell. And then we come in here for the first half and we talk about it. And then they get ratings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. You mean rocks? Yay. Yes. One, one to five rocks. Oh, we should give this rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad bad movies and stay away. They get in a negative sliding scale. They get a, a one to five slags. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. As a douche slags. Oh. <laughs> right. Ooh. Yeah. After Twilight. Boo. You changed the letters so it was different. I did. <laughs> uh, I, I tell these uh, hey, rock puns work. Joke ruiner, Walt. <laughs> so, because, hey, guess what? Bonus week of Rocktober. What? Great. What? Yeah. Thanks a lot. What? No, no. Fifth week of Rocktober. <laughs> Every did, week. Of how did we make this happen? It's the month that keeps Time on Time and space and, yeah. Wibbly wobbly, timey wobbly. We figured if we put the episode out on Thursday, it's still a Rocktober episode. Mm. One day early. That's, that's our promise. My promise One day to you. We're early. Yeah. So, the movie, the bonus movie for, for Rocktober is the This Flint, is not a bonus movie. The we're Flintstones sorry. in Viva Rock Vegas. A prequel to a universally <laughs> movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that movie that went, huh, huh. that was kind of terrible with mm. a lot of people in it. That was a movie? This is also a movie. Theoretically. But Twitter challenge uh, captain over here, Walt, was like, I'm disappointed that you didn't watch Viva Rock Vegas for October. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, and then we all happened to be at a, a mutual wedding. Of <laughs> we were all getting married yes. to each other. <laughs> it was. It's legal It was now. very, yeah. very happy times. And, uh, and he, <laughs> we, had, we did have a gay old time. Yeah, we did. And so we decided... All right, you want us to do this movie? Yeah. You're you're in. You're, you're yeah. you have to come here and watch it and talk about it with us. Mm-hmm. I, I did not want that. Yeah. Uh, well, that was that was the deal. That's how and it works. You for foolishly accepted. Yeah. But so plot summary. We almost skipped that. Let me do this. I'm going to do a very short one. It's, Please explain to the people. The no, plot no. I'm going to read movie. what's on IMDb, which is not really a plot summary at all. Explain to someone. The plot it's just of this it's movie. short. It's sweet. Right. It's to the point. Great. In this live-action prequel to the 1994 comedy hit, the Flintstones and the Rebels go on a trip to Rock Vegas, where Wilma is pursued by Playboy Chip Rockefeller. That happened. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah? That was one episode within this There movie. wasn't much in that that was true. I mean, except for the fact that they go to Viva Rock Vegas. It was a prequel? Guy's name was Chip. It was a prequel, but a 1994 comedy hit. Wilma went... <laughs> there was a Wilma. A- anything over... Character the names were right. ...is a hit. Mm. Yeah. Although... Wilma was played by a dude, I think. <laughs> yes, the fullback for the St. Louis yeah. Chargers. <laughs> or St. Louis Chargers. Well, yeah, you know, the 1900s yeah. team. Well, let's talk about the, yeah. the new cast. Meet the new cast. It's not the same as the old cast no. at all. No. Uh, replacing uh, John Goodman is uh, Mark Addy. Bobby um, B. Now better known as John Baratheon from Robert. 
Robert Baratheon. Bobby. Yes. Bobby B. Is it Baratheon? Is that how they pronounce it? Yes. CCC. Yeah. So uh, that's Fired Funstone. Stephen Baldwin, the best of the Baldwins, yes. plays oh. Barney Rubble. Nope. <laughs> this beautiful, beautiful blonde hair that was just is oh flowing. no. I just have to say that that is the worst hair to ever exist. Amber waves of Baldwin. <laughs> Amber waves of pain. Uh, rest we have uh, because it's not Wilma Flintstone yet. It's Wilma Slagpole. We have Kristen Johnson from Third Rock from the Sun. Uh-huh. Slag Hoople. I get wait, it. Wait, wait, wait for it. We're not done yet because. Playing Betty O'Shale, not Betty Rubble, is Jane Krakowski from Thirty Rock. They both have threes what? in it. And Rock. What? Oh my God! I didn't even notice that. <laughs> no one, please mention Holy the Illuminati. <laughs> and and, uh, and there were lizards in this. There are lots, there are some other people that you will recognize in this movie, but I think I think the most notable is playing the Great Gazoo. <laughs> it's Alan Cumming. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure in a role that he was just oh so proud of. You will also notice Joan Collins, who is playing Wilma's mother, Pearl Slag Hoople. Yes, yes, yes. There's also Greg from Dharma and Greg and some other people. Apparently, uh, Walt has a fascination with uh, Miss Collins. Oh, Miss Joan Collins? Oh, man. She's yeah. smoking hot. What yeah. red-blooded, meat-eating American man wouldn't find Joan Collins incredibly attractive? Yeah. Most of Don't them. 30 years ago. Watch well, it's 30 years ago, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway... Wow! Yeah, John so that's Collins. most of that's most of the cast, and um, and they dug up Harvey Corman to play. <laughs> yeah, they wheeled him on <laughs> set. His dad. I think he just wandered into the set. Yeah. Really, he was like, "I'm the Gazoo again." Yeah, so that's that's most of the cast. The ones that are important. Okay. Anyway, what's it, it about? Um, Rocks. the Flintstones. Oh, and how they meet. Yeah. Hey, in love. how they how you meet? Do they go the on a vacation at some point? They, they do. They do. They go to Rock Vegas, but that, let's not get ahead of ourselves because. The genesis of this of this movie mm-hmm. is that we are see we are witnessing the Great Gazoo's uh, people watching the Earth, and I, I got to give him a little bit of credit. There was a little bit of a funny gag because it was the universal symbol, only it was universal. Ah. Uh, yeah. But it, it was going around the planet, and then it scrolls back or scales back, and then you see the sh- spaceship sitting there, and and Gazoo is the only one that's sitting there, and he goes, "Did anyone else see those letter go go around the planet?" I, that was nice. That was a little good touch. Good they touch. also, uh, instead of having separate continents, they had the, yeah, the United Pangea. Continents Pangea. of Pangea. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. The United Continents of Pangea. <laughs> the United Continents of Pangea. <laughs> yeah. That's my so much detail and thought went into this. The, the idea is that he has to come to Earth to study. Well, they're basically making have him to go to Earth. study the maiden. Because they don't mm. like him. They don't like him. So they're like, you Who go to Earth. Who does? No one likes Gazoo. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Gazoo likes him. Yeah. But so they make him go to Earth to study Earth's mating rituals because they don't understand it because they just amoeba themselves and split off, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, no one... Earth apparently sucks in the alien world. So they're like, fuck you, Gazoo. You're an asshole. Go to Earth. And he's like, no, not Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that, pretty much. And so it's his punishment for being a fuck-up. Yeah, it's his punishment? Yes. Pun. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, yeah, so they launch For him off towards Earth. Stone-headed. And then we get to in, uh, introduce to the Flintstones. We get to meet the Flintstones, if you will. Um, <laughs> They're a modern Stone, Stone Age family. family. What town would you say they might be? They're from the Bedrock. They're from, from the town of Bedrock. It's a place right out of history. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like but, to apologize to all the Bampcast <laughs> listeners if I accidentally kill Chuck tonight. <laughs> Well, no, or if he accidentally <laughs> kills you, it's more like. Oh, okay, all right, I can yeah. do that. Um, but you can't. So this is the beginning of their lives, essentially. So they are actually taking the crane operators, the Brontosaurus crane operators, Dino Crane, 
Bronto Crane. Bronto Crane? Yeah, okay. Bronto Crane. So they're taking the license to do the job that we know them from doing in the cartoon and everything else. I hope they pass. Yeah, they probably will. You know, <laughs> it's a problem with the prequels. You kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, they pass, and we're introduced. <laughs> we're introduced to Wilma, and she is a rich girl who she don't try to hide her diamonds on the soles of her shoes. <laughs> it's a bitch girl. Yeah, <laughs> he's a poor God boy. Damn, stop it! Stop with the song references. We have to stop. Please. Empty as a pocket. <sighs> Nothing to lose. Yeah. <clears throat> She doesn't like her lifestyle because everyone around her is all about money, 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 and she thinks that there are better things in life. She just wants to go bowling. She wants to go bowling. And her friends think that's gross. Yeah. So she runs away from home. She is running around town. She has no money, even though she has money. Her family has money. She didn't take any money when she ran away. So she runs up to a drive-thru, meets Betty for the first time, who's working as a waitress there. It's like a Sonic. It's a Burger King. It's a Burger King crossed with a Sonic. Yeah. So she takes pity on her because she doesn't know she's a rich girl and was like, you can come stay with me and I'll give you some food. So everybody's basically together. You're Yay. caveless. Yeah. Aw. Uh, jokes. She worked down at the caveless shelter. That was nice. So long story short, Fred, <laughs> is, Fred is like, <laughs> I, I want a woman. And <laughs> yeah. And then this movie gets really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gazoo showed us up and is like, hey, why don't you have a woman? Yep. But not before. Where did you get he, a fo- woman? he follows them home to their rock trailer. Bachelor pad. Where Barney sleeps in a hammock above him. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. It's, uh, well, I don't know. The, it's, like, it's like a bunk bed. Gilligan really, and the Skipper slept kind of like not that. Not exactly and directly that above weird. him, was him? I think they were in the same room, but like... No, no they were right, right, okay, right, okay, okay, right. It's, it's guy love. Trust me, yeah, there was lots guys. of hilarity revolving around that setup. Sure. So, yeah, Gazoo pops up out of nowhere, surprises them. They fall into a... Into the same bed in a compromising <laughs> position. Yeah. I wouldn't have figured Barney Rubble for a top, but, you know, they are pretty progressive <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah, sure. I, what? <laughs> so, yeah, so Gazoo's like, all right, make with the mating, which is weird. Cause make with the mating! It's, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and they're like, ew. Uh, yeah. No, well, ladies, That's not please. how we do it. We need ladies. And he's yeah, like, well, get some. Go get some. <laughs> Go catch a lady. Get one of the ladies. So he's like, wait, what if we could? But, you know. <laughs> So they go the they go to the drive-in and, and you know instant fall in love cartoon style hearts on the screen with the respected ladies. Mm-hmm. Nice no, nope. wrong ladies. Well, yes. Well, actually, I think I think the hearts show up just in general oh, right, just from just the fact that there's there ladies are ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then, Look, ladies love. But yeah, the, yes, the the small brief bit of comedy where everyone's supposed to go wait, no, that's not supposed to happen is mm-hmm. because Betty walks up and that's Fred, a wacky Fred Fred mumbles his way to a date. He never really says a word. Betty's just like, "Oh, you want a date? Okay, yeah. well, whatever." Guys said less. It's uh, like I didn't really like how promiscuous they seemed to frame Betty. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> different era, literally. Make <laughs> rock, not more. Betty was a, was a lady about town. What, I mean, she she just she wanted somebody to she was very open, forward thinking, open yeah. heart. Yeah, so. Yes. He's like, fine, take me to the Yeah, take me to carnival. the carnival, and oh, I guess your little friend there wants a date, too. I know, just the lady, so. He Here's wanted somebody to make her bed rock. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is not asked for it. This is not a good foundation to build on here. <laughs> uh, it hurts me to the core. Anyway. We should go watch the core. Yeah, Let's go should. watch the core. Right. I'd watch we'll, the core we'll back right in now. Like, uh, 90 minutes. No, we won't. Aww, um, a long movie. So yeah, so they go to the carnival, and 
it doesn't take long for their entire setup to fall flat because no, it's like a media. They, yeah, they share a joke like and and Betty's like, "I like your laugh," Barney and Barney's like, "I like your laugh," yeah. <laughs> and so they kind of run off together mm-hmm. and leaving the other two to just be like, "All right, I guess we get it. we're together," because so, mm-hmm. that has to happen. Then they fall in love yeah. over bowling. Yeah, they they run around and American win all the romantic sport. all the carnival games. Well, there's a monkey. There is a monkey setting <sighs> up the right, bowling pins. Pin, pin monkey. Yeah, a pin monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The the it's, ball or the the pin return is is a monkey that hides up mm-hmm. in the little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, pretty good. Uh, Fred wins a dinosaur egg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot comments, of goldfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comments how they never survive. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of morbid. A little bit. There's These little- things usually only last a week. Yeah. yeah. Before we go much further, I, I do want to point out that there was a. I, I would. I was. Very, very worried we were going down an, a much worse road than we ended up going down when Barney was forced in his first job there at the quarry. He's going to have to take the temperature of a sick brontosaurus. Uh, they gave him the giant thermometer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like two minutes to fart joke in this Yeah, movie. that was mm-hmm. jacking up his tail. Giant fart joke, too. Mm, yes. I, I was, People I was off their feet flying I, off in the background. And the punchline was, hey, I have three stomachs. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Ha. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's exactly what the cartoon did. Is uh, it would always cut away to the various assorted service animals. Yeah, but there are no fart jokes in the cartoon. Uh, Dinosaurs weren't farting. Okay. To, fair. Sure. Yes. But you had to, you know, step it up to modern times and <laughs> step it up. What class kids, it up? What kids, kids <laughs> expect in a movie these days? Fart yeah. just, sadly, is fart jokes. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so that that happened. I yes, I, I forgot about the time to fart joke. Yes, which is not a ratio I ever want to <laughs> yes. keep in the future. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's going to beat this. No, so, it's so pretty quick horrible. to fart joke. Yeah, that was good. That made me. So yes, they they run around the carnival, win all the games, and kind of fall in love and get interrupted, and I guess are about to go on a date, or I think they go home, and that's when the the egg hatches, and it's Dino, of course, on the Ferris wheel when it hatches, it uh, and it's nice. Right. Yeah. Knocks Fred out, and he leaves a nice little indentation in the ground. That's mm-hmm. sure. That's good. And, and it was the Ferris wheel when he had his line, right? About Oh, that romantic line. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, who knows it? Oh, I know it. Go ahead. Oh, he's staring deep into Wilma's eyes, and he goes, Wilma, your eyes are like two great, big, beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Brilliant. Pretty good delivery on Brilliant. that. Brilliant. That was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't admit that line made me laugh. There were a couple lines that actually Every once in a while, there was a something where it was yeah. just like, oh, all right. Yeah. Someone yeah. was really just pissed off that day and snuck a joke into the yeah. script. <laughs> Let's see. Drek, Drek, Drek. Ooh, joke. Drek, yep. Drek. They'll never see this. <laughs> too much Drek surrounding it. <laughs> Bury it in the Drek. No one will catch on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, now Dino's in the mix. And I think about this time is when... Uh, mom shows back up and is like, what are you doing? Why'd you run away? You're a rich girl. Yeah, Get back home. It's like, why are you living with the, Why are you living with these peasants? And Ugh. what is this thing called you're living in? And come with me. Yeah. it's Your dad's going to die unless you come to his birthday party. Right. Guilt trip. Guilt birthday trip. Birthday party. Blah. And of course, that's when everyone's like, but Wilma, you're rich. Why didn't you tell us? Artificial reason for us to be angry at you. Yes. Betty takes it the hardest. Yeah, she does. They, they have a... A strange relationship. Well, she apparently they never got around to telling the guys because they still invite every they invite their dates to go to the birthday party, right? So that they roll up, and that's when 
Barney and Fred are like, wait a second, I think she lived here. Uh, and he was, you know, he had a little tiny engagement ring he was about to propose to her, and he's like, I can't give her this. Because it's a mansion. Yeah. It, it, classic, you know, like, rich girl, or poor boy, rich girl thing. You know, like... Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I can't compete. Uh, and all she wants is, is, you know, is the mm-hmm. humble guy, blah, blah, blah. Seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, so they go inside and cause chaos and make everyone basically throw them out going, you peasants, you peons, get out of here. Yeah, and we, Chip it, makes fun of him for yeah, being a Bronte yeah, crane Chip, operator. This is, I think, one of the first times. Well, we see Chip in the early on where he's just kind of like, does he, he rides up on like a kangaroo Frog? source or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a, it's their version of a polo pony or something. <laughs> just yeah. Like, yeah, he rides uh-huh, up like, here. Know, like a poor CG version of a Harlequin romance thing. It's pretty bad. But yeah, th- there's a th- bachelorette party or something at the beginning yeah. that he shows up to, and then but yeah, he's kind of like, party. and they're all like, "Ooh, a man," mm-hmm. and she's yeah. like, "Ugh." Yeah, and yeah. So he's back at this party, and he's dressing down Fred. Like, what do you do? Uh, you work in a quarry. <laughs> oh, Everyone uh, laughing. This yeah. man picks up all the rocks oh. and build everything. Mock. Mock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that happens for a while. And yes, then, it does. And then Fred. So basically, it's Mitt Romney. Well, yes, he feels. Fred shrinks. That was a very. He feels tiny. Mm-hmm. Yes. I couldn't tell if that was literal or. Supposed to be a metaphor. Uh, yeah, I think it's a metaphor. Yeah, okay. I think it's sort of like he doesn't actually like leap up in the air and click his heels, per se. No, that was real. Oh, that's real. Yeah, like it defies gravity. Back was then. how just how is it that felt. the the Pangea? There's like less gravity, right? Could, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. There's nothing on the other side. Sure, water. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, right. <laughs> Science. Yep. I read a People. book once. <laughs> Your feet are attracted to dirt. It's, yeah. it's in the books. Totally <laughs> in the books. All the books, and the sleets, and the slabs. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> they they fuck up the dinner party basically. Yes, they do. By, well, eventually Dino, Dino runs in, yeah, dragging a tree that he was tied up to, and Dino loves Fred Flintstone unconditionally, and Fred Flintstone hates that dog, uh-huh. dinosaur. What does that say about life, dogosaur? I don't know. All that dog wants to do is jump on Fred and lick his face, and he wants none of it. Nope. Why? They tied him up at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. In front of his little trailer. Trailer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he pulled the entire tree out and mm-hmm. ran down the street and through the middle of the party and across the table, wrecking everything. Yes. And they're like, yeah, get out. And, and, it's, and this is probably, what, 30 minutes into the movie? Yeah, yeah it, it felt like, longer than that. It felt longer. <laughs> no, there's no. 30, somewhere around 30 minutes. And about this time, we're like, weren't they supposed to go to Rock Vegas? Like, wasn't there supposed to be yeah. BC Vegas? And then, like, on command. Yeah, they're, they're like, walking out, like, all dejected. And, and that's Greg, when Chip comes out. Yeah, <laughs> Greg's like, yeah, Greg. hey, why do, I've got a casino, and it's great. And why don't you guys come to it? And it'll be fabulous. And stuff no hey, like, we're sorry for being dicks yeah let us give you all these things right and something that is almost certainly not a plot to get revenge <laughs> on you no no not at all but so they go to rock vegas yes they do to be fair the dog did fucking wreck that dinner table oh yeah that was bad was kind of not good not good at all shouldn't have tied that dog up should have, have clean all flushed it. it down the toilet like you do with the other things <laughs> no, you went at the fair no <laughs> what that's then they come back in the sewers that's fine. Oh, okay. Poor people, rich people don't have to worry about sewer problems. Ah. Wouldn't have wrecked a dinner party. <laughs> Which is the only thing that matters is that dinner party it's in true. the world. Yes. Didn't you see Joan Collins? Mm-hmm. She had cheese in her hair. She had a lot of like Swiss cheese slices <laughs> in her. She, a good three minutes yeah. of just like cheese being extracted from her head. Her Scroll finest Wisconsin. screen roll. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, yes. So they get on a, <laughs> a, a BC-10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pterodactyl thing and fly yeah. to Rock Vegas. Yes, they do. And, and I got I to gotta admit, like, nothing in this movie exactly had me. It, it was all better than I had built it up in my mind that it was going to be. Nope. No, it, it had. You don't understand what I conjured in my head, like how bad this was going to be. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> then, I, personally, the movie lost me a little bit because I, I understand. There were a lot of references in this movie that shouldn't have been there, and they're almost insulting. I, I almost hate it when a movie does a, a reference for not the intended audience, where it's like the people like us that are watching and go, fuck you for making that reference. Like when, <laughs> like when Gazoo lands, he's like... He's stuck in his spaceship, and he's like, Gort, Klaatu, Verata, Nikto. Yeah. And it's like, who was that for? Why Why did we even say that? Like Us, if we yeah. had kids in 2000, which would have been weird. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> us, us. Like, yeah. not, not most adults. Most no. adults would be like, did he say the evil deadlines? It sounds familiar, <laughs> That's, yeah. so it must be amusing to it's, me. It's all these kids' movies. There's, like, one writer who's always just like, I got to put something in for adults. Maybe someone will get it. But this is a very meta thing that happens now because they land in rock vegas and you know viva rock vegas the viva las vegas the song starts mm-hmm. playing but it's Anne margaret singing yep who was in the original <sighs> viva las vegas and it's yes, also Anne margaret way past her prime screeching out a horrifying tune ah, she wasn't really singing she was talking she was screeching out a horrifying tune it, it was I, that, it's not it's not that i mean yes it was a poor performance but yes to to, to sully the name of the of, original of a, Viva of Las a movie Vegas. that's a movie that I actually really dear to love. your heart, it, dear, dear, dear to heart, your yes. cold shriveled heart. Yeah, and yeah, it was just like, oh, really? Like, why? Like, anyone could sing this. Like, don't make that reference. They could have dug up Elvis and had him sing it, and I would have been happy. <laughs> Robo Elvis, yeah. Elv Rock. <laughs> yeah, Rockfus. <laughs> so yeah, so that happens, and then we we start the whole like roll bang kids movie trip through Rock Vegas where gambling is fun. Kids, yeah. Immediately, Fred's eyes roll into you know into a slot machine into dollars. Oh, that he, happened even before they went to Rock Vegas. Oh yeah, just that, that was, was, offer, that was yeah. why he agreed to go to Rock Vegas was yeah, because yeah, he thought I, he would make enough money to buy a big ass ring yeah, for uh, yeah. Wilma because and kill her. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think even Wilma was like, "Yeah, that's okay. This is probably an evil plot." And he's like, "We're in." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you've ever watched the Flintstones, Fred is dumb. Yeah. What? Yeah. He's a big dum dum. Dum dum. Huh. Dum dum. <laughs> He's emotionally intelligent. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. So he immediately is like, "Oh, gambling," and does that for the next twenty, thirty minutes of the movie. Yes, because oh, Craig has decided to let him win. Mm-hmm. He's got a big switch in his office that goes from win, win to, to lose. lose. Yeah. There was no draw in nope. there, but yeah. But his plot, his plan is dumb. I'll mm-hmm. just go ahead and say that. His, sure. his plan is dumb. But the Fred's first part plan? of his plan, no. Oh. Greg's plan. Yeah. It's just basically let him win a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's right. Step phase one. one of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then. Extend a line of credit to him. Right. So Genius. that he can win more money. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then flips the switch to lose. Yeah. But like right at the at the cusp of this barney tries to stop him by saying my uncle the gambler <laughs> this is what happened to my, that's, that's my his uncle, name. the gambler the, gamb- the gambler rubble <laughs> went down this path of <laughs> terrible things that happened and fred's just like bah get out of here you don't understand bon <laughs> this is just the beginning i'm gonna be rich so Poor people stop gambling <laughs> <laughs> but fred you could buy a ring for every finger <laughs> <laughs> that old chip for me yeah 
So, like, Greg sends Barney away with the his showgirl girlfriend. Tits McGee. To, yes, to, to go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, which Stephen Baldwin then goes to and makes an ass out of himself, stuffing really? everything in his face. But it leads to the best thing he does in the movie, which is... A waiter comes through giant pie. Oh, before, that was before a that, giant I want to point pie. out the fact that like he's eating something full of cream. It's yes. all and he's, cream. It's just and he's a cone of talking cream. while he's eating yes. and just spraying her in the face with which whipped cream. Does it look like that at all? No, it's, <laughs> nope. but it's but there was not enough it, for it to be obviously food stuff. But yeah, but yeah. if you want to skip to the end of that particular porno, what happens next is guy comes through with a cream pie mm-hmm. and right. just like whoops and just hits her in the face with Splat. this bouquet key so <laughs> she's just covered in pie so they set up the dumbass scheme which is basically him uh, like oh no let me clean you up so at this moment like betty walks out of the casino and sees him <laughs> tuning in tokyo <laughs> the, 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 gonna be okay over the there showgirl's back is to betty and you just see his dumb face sort of like looking at breasts and obviously doing some sort of gesture on them and just going <laughs> and instantly she's just, Betty's just like oh my god and goes running off and it's mm-hmm. just that's the best scene in the movie <laughs> <laughs> sure yes I okay great first half everybody alright yeah. let's read it so that happens and Betty immediately runs into the arms of Mick Jagged the leader yeah. of the stones also played by Alan Cummings yeah, mm-hmm. dual roles there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she runs into him while she's crying, and he's just like, "Don't cry, little bird." British, she talks. It's just generic hey, Mick Jagger. You're yeah. the prettiest bird I've ever seen. Yeah. Why don't you come over bird. and suck my dick? <laughs> it's not that blatant, but there <laughs> well, are some sort of sexual innuendos in there. Why don't like... you come back to me flat and polish me, John Thomas? <laughs> there, there was another. There was another sex reference earlier in the. There were several. The, the uh, oh, Betty wants to go back to our house and cook she says she's going to cook me breakfast. I don't know what we're going to do in the meantime. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. But I can't meantime. pass up a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sex jokes in a kids' movie. Uh huh. Mm. Lots of Anywho, them. Anywho, yeah. At least so that we one have was some, we mildly have, obtuse. We have some separation now because Wilma comes in and is, is doing the why aren't you paying any attention to me? He's like, I can't. All this money, I'm making money. Ah. Don't you like money? Mm-hmm. You yeah. you like money, yeah. right? And at this point, he has big stacks of clams yep. and, in front of him. And yeah, as soon as he switches actual clams, switches it to lose. He starts losing all of his money and somehow manages to rack up over 1 million clams in 1.4 million. By the way, I take umbrage with the fact that they called their monetary unit clams and they were actual clams. However, they had a dollar sign next to the uh, value. Clams. Clams. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't a C? It wasn't, no, it wasn't it was a S? dollar sign. How okay. else would we know that they were supposed yeah. to They were money. called dollars every once in a while, too. So mm. Yeah. Sure. Someone fell asleep at the wheel. Well, they failed uh, there. Uh, Five thousand bags. Yes. Clearly, they CCs. were in the uh, America part of Pangaea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So that's that's their separation, and so he's lost all his money, made up this big debt in the line of credit. Side plot. Uh huh. <laughs> Chip himself is in trouble with the mafia. Yeah. And then he owes them money, and he's like, no, wait, don't break my legs, because I'm going to mil- marry Wilma Slagpole, or er, er, pool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> slag hoople. Whatever. Right. Run it up to Slagpole yeah. and see. Slag, slag in the hoople's, and yeah, I'm going to, yeah, then I'm going to be rich, because they have so much money. 
and he'll be able to pay them back yeah. some unknown sum. Magically by this, midnight. This reveals that, all right, the plan, if it's just a revenge plot to ruin Fred Flintstone mm-hmm. and separate him from Wilma, not the worst plot in the world, all right? It's it's convoluted. ill-conceived, ill-advised, convoluted. Because all Fred has to do is go, I'm up, I'm out. <laughs> well, uh, he's an idiot, so. Yeah, um, but it's only poor people stop gambling. Right. So it's not the worst. Like, you get him on a run, you get him the high roller thing, get him to feel good, and then he loses all his money because he's an idiot. Yes. And then he's disgraced because he has lost all his money, and right. he's going to make, you know, further stupid decisions, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But this is the point where it gets ridiculous. Like, oh. this was his this was his overarching plan, was he was going to get Wilma to marry him to pay off his mob debt. Yeah, because she has money. Because she has money, but he's going to do that by the Fred Flintstone thing, and that's that's too many steps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, too much. You... Too much could go wrong. Even though Fred's an idiot, he could still somehow manage to eke this out. It's Flintstone by proxy, right? Yeah, I, I don't know much about egomaniacal plans, but go on. <laughs> I the do. lows are so much lower after he's reached the high, and mm. that's really the genius of his plan. Oh, if he's just cruising along in the middle and you just, eh, nothing, but you got to take him to the top of the mountain and then drop him down in the valley. (laughs) Well, because he he hasn't finished dropping him yet because another side plot is is Wilma's feeling dejected because she's been abandoned by Fred. Mm -hmm. So she's moping through the lobby and he's like, what's wrong? Mm. You know, Tadpole. (laughs) Tadpole. Whatever her name is. Wilma Tadpole. Yeah. (laughs) And Wilmot in the hoop. And he's like, "Well, that sucks." And you know, I I have a lot of pressure too because I'm opening up this. Uh, I'm opening up the tar dust here. <laughs> uh, uh, and and there's also this hotel thief. And she's like, "What hotel he's thief?" He's like, "Hotels." Well, you know, you better give me the pearls that your this pearl necklace that your dad gave you. <laughs> and let me put it on your birthday. Your dad gave you a pearl necklace. Uh, Huge. Yeah. Let me take that pearl necklace that's very valuable to you and put it in the safe. And she's like, oh, that seems legit here. Mm-hmm. Hands it to him. Completely trustworthy. So scene happens where they gather everyone in the casino. I don't know how or why. It's just everyone's there. And he's proudly grandstanding going, there is a thief and they have stolen something very valuable to someone that means a lot to me. It's a pearl necklace. And Fred's like, I'll kill the bastard. And... <laughs> He's <laughs> like, not so fast, Mr. Flintstone. I think it's you. Check your pockets. What? <sighs> yeah, but the buildup to that is a whole bunch of other people confessing dumb shit. The ladies stole the towels. <laughs> and, yeah, including one guy who's uh, just... That guy's great. His borderline obsession with it. I'm poisoning the dinosaur's water supply. They'll all be dead in a few months. And everyone's like, ah, ah shut, shut up, up that guy. And uh, that guy keeps coming back. He's like, does no one care that I'm <laughs> killing the dinosaurs? No. And no. <laughs> He's so upset that no one cares. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but then, yeah. yeah, Fred's like, what? And everyone's like, aha, it was you. And he's like. Yeah. Because so, that always happens. Yeah, Robbers always pull this thing out of their pocket and look what? surprised and go, what? I can't believe it. <laughs> what? I would never. I think, uh, uh, Barney has a pretty funny moment where he steps in and, you know, kind of mocks Fred. He's like, hey, he can't even remember his bowling locker combination. He's got it written on his hand. Yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck, yuck. And then he says, Fred couldn't do anything without me. <laughs> Arrest his accomplice. <laughs> he couldn't crack a safe, much less his own knuckles without me. It's like, oh. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're his accomplice, so, so arrest them both. You're both going to. And Wilma so and Betty are both, of course, like, jail. yeah, obviously. 
these guys. Because mm-hmm. we turned on them immediately. Right. All that real love we felt. Uh, bullshit. Yeah. Can't believe we. So, yes, they go to rock jail. I, I also would like to point out that in the universe of, of the Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas, all of the security guards, policemen are all Neanderthals. <laughs> like, yeah, the all, servants. The entire service industry is comprised of Neanderthals uh-huh. or black people. Yeah. Yeah, very weird undertone yeah. to this Racists. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's odd. It William odd. and Joseph, William, Hannah, and Joseph Barbera are probably big big racist that's what I'm <laughs> towards well i look i would just want to say the opinions of bj yeah. are solely <laughs> bj's but totally <laughs> pretty sure i had some relatives I... that were neanderthals hey. Hey. <laughs> but yes so that, that's just the thing that's Hot that's a little weird and it and starts getting a little uncomfortable in certain scenes because we're kind of like are there any black hmm. people in this that aren't serving food or there are a couple pay? but yes. they are outrageous stereotypes yeah there was a couple at the bachelorette party at the beginning who were just like money you know just like everyone else at that party but a couple at the uh uh casino pool Mm -hmm. yeah were like one guy was dressed as this outrageous pimp type character (laughs) yes just awful well every let's to be fair everyone was wearing really stupid like the the mafia guys were also wearing leprechaun pimp outfits i mean it was (laughs) so let's be honest it's the oldest profession (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was the second oldest like (laughs) second yeah First it's whores, and then it's the clock and the uh, whores. Or, I don't know. Uh, I didn't see any whores. Mm, you yeah. weren't looking hard enough. Yeah. What about uh, the Roxy, the dancer? What about Betty and her former life? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I want to, you know, sully the name of Betty O'Slate or whatever her name is. <laughs> O'Shea. O'Shea, whatever. O'Shea. Betty O'Slate <laughs> and Wilma Flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Patty O'Furniture and, anyway, and Duke Rockstar. Meanwhile, yes. in jail. Yeah, so they're in jail. <laughs> And yeah, of course, this is time for Gazoo to show back up and go. Gazoo! Like, hey, why haven't you done the mating thing? I want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's a '30s mobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the great Gazoo. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm gonna bust you out of this joint. Yeah, stool yeah. pigeons. <laughs> but Barney can fit through the bars. Yeah, because he's like, I can't interfere. All I can do is watch. Even though I can do magicy <laughs> things, but no, yeah, Barney's just like that's the rules. You got to pay extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he just walks through the bars to get. Kleenexes because I think they were I think they were trying to they were crying guilt, well they were trying to guilt him into actually using his magic powers and Barney and walks I think they the were honestly upset maybe because they're he kept kind of shooting them looks like is this working you know that, hmm. who knows maybe I'm reading too much in this movie but probably anyway yeah Barney's skinny <laughs> so enough to walk through the through the bars and so they do and escape they escape <laughs> because why peril no and peril. then they decide to storm the casino yeah yes. as Rockets as rockets. This is the but worst really. plan ever. They just they, they, they buy about thirty seconds of time. I'm they fit into those dresses amazingly well. Well, for being right. fat muscular <laughs> men. Yeah, well, one of them could have gone the full Monty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, kids movie. Anyway, yeah. So they they dance around with the rockets for a couple of minutes, and then they get noticed and run through the casino. <laughs> oh no! And escape again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then run into uh, Mick Jagged's dressing room where uh, Barney mm-hmm. like is like, "Hey, Betty, I love you." Okay, this is resolved. I love you too. We're good. Congratulations. That, by the way, is the the finest moment of Stephen Baldwin's career in drag as Barney Rubble uh-huh. confessing his love for Betty. Sure. Moment he was born to perform. Yes. I don't know who got the supporting actor Oscar in two thousand. 
They stole it. They <laughs> yeah, stole, stole it. it. Yeah. They know who they are. Yeah. How do they sleep with themselves at night? Yeah. Yeah. You know who should have won? The guy who has win in his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Baldwin. Win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yes. So that resolves that. They're they're together now. Good. Yay. And then they knock out Mick Jagged, and Fred has to come out on stage with the Stones performing yep. so he can sing to Wilma and win her back, which he does. Very well, too. And then so. they get married. And then the movie. And wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Number. Slow down. <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. Giant choreographed dance number. Yes, the, the, the wedding ends with the whatever preacher guy <laughs> thing. Oh, holy shale. Yeah. Going, and now it's my honor to have you meet, meet the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah. That, that, and the whole wedding knows the song because, well, the world does. And so, Musical yes. numbers, it's a rule. Yeah, yeah everyone just, knows the, the the numbers, and then it goes back to Viva Rock Vegas, and they start singing that, but it's a different version of it now, and everybody's singing and dancing, dancing, dancing like crazy, having singing. a great time. Yeah, they'll have a. And then they even had they even had an ancient Harvey Corman like doing a conga line, and yeah, that's probably what killed him. Probably limber. Yeah. yes, limber for a man of his age. Yeah, Benicio or del Toro, by man. the way, stole. He's a fraud. I know. <laughs> Couldn't you know, understand a word he said. I nope, understand. D- Baldwin, I understood <laughs> every word. Look at me. I don't he wash my even, hair. Give me an Oscar. Get nominated. What? What? Benicio Del Toro, Jeff Bridges, William Defoe, Albert Finney, and Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, what a bunch of Bullshit. crap. Yeah. Well, except for Joaquin Phoenix. I'm assuming that was Gladiator. Uh-huh. He was uh, commode. Mm. Oh, commode. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> so very good. John Commode. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, private eye. And after the <laughs> wonderful dance number, that was that was it. And credits, yeah, credits, and, and then like because we didn't license that many songs, here comes Flintstones Viva, and yeah. Viva Vegas Viva again. Rock Vegas. And then Flintstones again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we got a couple songs. I don't yeah. know. Play them. They did license a Brian Setzer orchestra song, which was sure. in the Brian Setzer needs money era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's probably yeah. like thirty bucks and a packet of blow. A packet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you prefer Bindle? They paid him in Stray Cats. Please, God, end this. He was in real dire jokes. struts. Uh, uh, jokes, jokes, jokes. Rate these, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, please rate this. Um, I could almost me. say it gets a Stargrove, but it doesn't. Nope. No. No, no, okay, no it does not. No. It why, tells why would it about. Get, Edo. It totally gets a Stargrove. I would no. say it does. What kind of old time do they have? They have a gay old time. They uh, do. We've met the Flintstones. It does not describe the goings on of the movie. No. Were yeah, they a modern the Stone future. Age? Nope. Right. No, no, they were not. That was more like they crafted the end of the movie to meet the song that already happened instead yes. of the other way around. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So no. All right. All right. All right, all right. But I mean, I, I would say it almost qualified for Fred singing to Wilma and the and the song that went along with it. Almost, but almost, no. but no, no, not good enough. Mm-mm. We went bowling at the carnival. If, he, if it was like that, yes. That's one thing I would, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating, but I'm going to go into something. There are several moments in this in this movie where it does the musical thing, but no musical happens. Yeah, like like at someone, least twice. Like someone will be like walk off off uh, stage or screen essentially, but they'll be like, "Oh, you'll never get that man," and then walk and leave the one character where it just kind of like sort of like sort of like yeah, it's, it's zooms like, in oh, on them, where it's just yeah. like soft lights. I wish I could find yeah. But it, it, it goes into soliloquy mode. Like, it's so weird that it happens, but it, it never does. No. Nope. So, stop it. That being said, rating this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
It is not a five bagger. I'm going to throw that out there right now. I would say that this movie is a two or three bagger. Well, pick one. But those no, are no, the negatives, saying, right? Yes, negative. This, <gasps> this movie is not anywhere near as bad as I imagined it was going to be. That being said, there's really weird, inappropriate things in a kids' movie, which I almost want to applaud. But they were also some of them were kind of insulting, and some of them were just plain weird. You, you can say they were all on guard. It's okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm talking about like the weird gay things that were happening, mm-hmm. the weird racism that was happening, mm-hmm. and then the weird references that were for almost nobody. Clearly. A movie for the ages. So, because the primary cast consists of four people, I have settled on four bags. Well, that's that's an even number. <laughs> that's no, that's an interesting bags. way to come to that conclusion. I'm just saying, like... There are four main cast members. This is probably a two or three bags. bagger without those weird things. Like, if you just tightened it up a little bit and didn't, like, try to be so strange with it, you, you'd have an almost... I mean, let's face it, it's not hard to have as good a movie as the original one, because that wasn't a good movie. No, but you had really famous people embarrassing themselves. Yes, which is why it's kind of interesting. This movie has the appropriate tier of people embarrassing themselves, which which is more painful. So, yeah, I'm just saying, with that weirdness and... I don't know. I'm going to settle on four. Okay. Walter? I, I kind of I kind of had this movie in the back of my mind the whole time you were guys, especially when you first started saying, hey, we're going to do rock movies this time. And then you did Scorpion King. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, and then you continued on with the theme. And that was nice because that was organized well. I appreciate that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, but I figured you guys were having too much fun. And I said, surely there's a terrible, terrible movie out there that has the word rock in it or has something to do with rocks or... Well, you found it. We uh-huh. thought it was going to be last week's. We, I, I picked that with like, okay, this is going to be the down week. Like, Come on. Voyage of the, Rocks, but Voyage yeah. of the Rock Alien sounded <laughs> like it was going to be terrible. Garbage. It, She's a jocks on her own. It almost was terrible. Kind of true. It, mm, it, it could have uh, gone either way. Yeah. I, I think this is a kid's movie that clearly suffers from what a lot of kids' movies do, which is where they try to shoehorn in adult humor because, hey, you're going to take your kids to this movie, so we have to give something for the adults. But what the what no one ever – only people who make good kids' movies seem to realize is that smart kids' humor doesn't have to be dumb. It doesn't have to be fart jokes and – you know, wackiness, uh, you know, just over the top, just absurdity and silliness. And if you have a well-written kids movie, which I really don't think anybody thought that Viva Rock Vegas was going to be a well-written kids movie or any type of movie. Uh, So they just shoehorned a bunch of stuff in it. And the, the weird racism that was odd, or maybe we just saw it and it didn't, wasn't there. Or I don't know. Uh, It's two bags. It's two bags. Not fun. Viva Rock Vegas, more like Viva Schlock Vegas. Uh, no, this movie sucks. Uh, Bronto balls. Uh, four bags. Yeah, uh, it's a Flintstones movie. <laughs> it's a prequel. Uh-huh. Uh, it feels like a bunch of uh, episode scripts tied together, yeah. and no one in the cast is better than the original cast except for Betty. Yes. Four bags. Absolutely. O'Donnell makes a cameo, though. As an octopus mm-hmm. masseuse. Yes. Jane Krakowski mm-hmm. was a far, far, far better Betty. Yes. She, oh, yeah. She was the better. Sounded Betty like deserved. her, looked more like her. Yeah. Gr- really, like, that was spot on. Everything else was just, why are, why are these people here? They but really did come in, her though. casting was really good. So The guy who played Wilma wasn't too bad. 
<laughs> they, they tried really hard. Everybody yeah. was acting. His so shoulders hard. were distracting, though. I mean, yeah. monster shoulders. Oh, shoulder blades that one time. Yeah. Oh um, my god! I do five hundred squats a day. So presses. One of the sad things is like there were earnest acting attempts in this movie. Yeah, they're just not good actors. No. Um, Mark Mark Addy was okay. Yeah, he had a moment uh, at the beginning we, where I felt bad for him. I was like, dude, you were trying too hard. You yeah. are putting too much into oh, this man, little speech God. you're giving right here. Just forget it. Yeah, <laughs> he's the rest of this movie is going to render that meaningless. Um, I'm really surprised they didn't get Frank Caliendo to be. Friendly. That's why I, I thought that he's guy a pretty was. Big Frank dude. Caliendo was not really popular. Yeah, in not 2000. in 2000. Like, 2000. Nobody no. knew who Frank Caliendo. I'm was. not saying I want that. I mean, guy, he could have played all the characters. Yeah, as <laughs> yeah. Flintstones three. I, I hate right. that guy. Yes. He's always interrupting I, my sport balls. With his yes. impression. I'm not saying I like him. I'm just saying, like, I, he's got What's kinda... the matter with football? <laughs> so you got the foot and you got the ball. He's kind of like that. Frank Kellyendo. Yes. BJ. Yes. Let's go back <laughs> Frank, <laughs> BJ imitating Frank Kellyendo, imitating John Madden. Yes. <laughs> That's all I do are imitations of imitations. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, just like guy's like, kind of a large guy. He does impressions. Like, I, whatever. That hurt me in my yeah, Lombardi's. He has even worse screen presence than everybody on the planet. Anyway, please, let's take a break, shall we? Let's. All right, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast, second half, half number two. We've returned. Time for more halving. 199.5. <laughs> Kiss FM. Yeah. <laughs> Playing like favorite hits from the year 2000, like Flintstones and Viva La Rock Vegas. Yeah. So, if you didn't know, this week, there's a holiday called Halloween. Well, Hallow's Eve, if you will. Oh. Tell us about this holiday. I want to hear about this pagan ritual. Well, you see what you do. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> is you dress up as your favorite scary things. You can't tell so, if you're doing Bill Cosby or Redneck. <laughs> so the demons get, get you. <laughs> Yo. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. Pudding. So anyway, <laughs> scary movies, spooky movies are the thing to watch around mm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. I watched some. How about any? Well, I know you watched some. I watched a lot, but that's not what I want to talk about. I, right. I watched Let's one. Talk about your spooky movies. My spooky? Well, no. no okay. Well, all right. Well, let me let me let me, <laughs> no. let me do one, and then like we'll bounce back and forth here. I go so. first. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> I don't want to go. Oh, you don't want to go first. I do okay. not. All right. Well, first, I'll talk about a sequel to a movie I, I talked about last time. I did end up watching Grave Encounters two. Cool. Ah, cool. Okay. The, the parody remake continuation. <laughs> the Inception of Grave Encounters. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so I ended up kind of liking the first one. I, I thought it was an interesting idea. I, I think I got a little bit more out of it because of the fact that they were parroting the, you know, the the ghost uh, adventures guys mm-hmm. pretty much directly, and so I, I found some extra amusement in that because that show amuses me. Uh, this one, as I pitched it, is a little bit different than I pitched it. It's it's it, what's funny is that the movie starts with a whole bunch of YouTube video reviews of the first movie. Like mm. it, like it is a movie, and it's funny because like every other one is like it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And then there's a guy sitting there is like this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever <laughs> seen, and just back and forth, back and forth. And and it's like this one guy it steps up a little bit notch, and like this guy's kind of got like 
and obviously YouTube presence. He's just not the guy who like jumps in front of his camera and is like, the movie was good. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to review Grave Encounters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought it was all right. It, it wasn't that scary. Uh, it was kind of interesting, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a pass. And then it, it kind of ends with his little story. Then it comes back to him and he wants to be a filmmaker as well. Oh. Uh, he's in college and he talks to all of his friends and he starts, he gets a message. Follow your dreams. He gets a message on YouTube from death awaits, which was the message that was on the door from the first one. That's, that's the thing that starts it. And he's like, Oh. It, play, it plays a video, and he's like, where did you get this video? What is this? And so he starts this whole investigation into the background of this, trying to contact the filmmakers, trying to contact any of the actors that were in it. It does a little bit of lying, because it's just like, the people that were in this were never in anything else ever again since this. But that's not true. Like The, the main guy's been in other stuff. But they did a little bit of creative, well, yeah. creative leeway with sure. this. So he starts investigating, and, and like by the by the end of it, it's like, He's convinced this was 100% real. He goes to meet the producer guy that was the setup guy in the first movie. And the guy's like, look, off the record, that was totally fucking real. Like, I I can't... I pitched it as a movie, but, like, I was just trying to make some money because, like, this freaked the, the fuck out of me. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Dear God. So he's like, all right. Without the producer's help, he's like, all right, we're going to break into this place. And we're going to find out what's going on. I got another message from YouTube that this guy that's been feeding me this information is going to meet us in this insane asylum. Because that's a great idea. Yeah, at like three in the morning. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, come on, guys. Let's all go. Mm-hmm. And you're busy that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny because of how long it takes to actually get to where they're locked in the same insane asylum. Like it. It's a good 30 minutes, almost 45 maybe, of this hmm. movie. So that like once they actually get to it, it has to really kind of go through the rehashing sequel stuff of, shit, they're in the exact same situation now. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to spoil anymore. I just to say, like, I, I really liked how this movie started and how committed it was to presenting that this first movie was fake slash, oh, shit, no, it's real. Because they were even going to the point that, like, well, in the movie, they said they went to Collingwood uh, Sane Asylum, but that's not even a real place. They actually went to, and they would beep it out every time. Uh-huh. So, like, they like we don't want you to go there. So, they like, were beeping out the supposedly real name of this place in Canada. Hmm. So, like, their commitment to presenting that this whole fiction was actually a reality was really good. It gets a little too crazy by the end. Like, it's... Whereas the first one was some kind of, like, cheap scares, and I mean cheap in, as in low budget. This got a little too cg for its yeah. own good by the end. Start with a guy in a costume with a little makeup. Yeah, it, it it did still do some good stuff, and I I still would say watch it. I think I liked it better than the first one, to be honest with you, because it's just it's so meta and weird that I I enjoyed the concept of it even more than the first one. I mean, YouTube comments are downright scary. They they can be terrifying. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know. It, it, it's worth taking a trip down these two um, movies just to see it. I, I, if it really is the people, I found it hilarious that the quote-unquote directors of the first one, which they really were, um, are these two guys called the Vicious Brothers. You know, it's obviously a stage name, but like they, like guys, like what about the directors? I haven't been able to con- uh, conference them. And he's like, you want to meet the Vicious Brothers? And he, like this, this is when he's talking to the producer guy, and he walks to the next door, and they're like, they're my interns. They're over here making copies. And like, <laughs> the two guys, I assume, were actually really the directors, are just standing there, like fucking up making copies and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the Vicious Brothers right there. I just slapped their, <laughs> made up a name and slapped them on there. <laughs> nice, it's yeah. a great wrestling. And so that, that's team, like they're man. they're not they don't actually direct the sequel. They they did write it. Or oh, whatever, okay. so like, but I, I think that was their they moved on cameo hmm. or something. So. Like I said, if you want to buy into this little fake mythology, it's it's kind of amusing. That's fun. It's, it's, it's nice details. I like that. Yeah. 
I, like I said, I, I gave it more props than most of the found footage movies that they really stuck to their guns about creating this little universe. Hmm. Who knows if there'll be more? I don't know. And the second one only came out last year, so could be more. If it made a profit, there will be more. Probably. Hmm. Anywho, let me pass it along. What else? Hey, I saw a spooky movie. Oh. <laughs> I saw a movie that was designed to scare you. Hmm. This movie was called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I have seen this movie. Ah, I'm the not Nickelodeon a, movie. Yes. I'm not sure if anyone... I don't I don't think I've gotten to the point where you guys talk about it on my... I, I have seen it. Backlogging. Yeah. Uh, but I, I Katie watched Holmes it. Katie Holmes movie, right? Yes. yes. Katie Holmes and An Annoying Child uh-huh. and Guy Pierce. Yes. Guy Pierce is in there suffering from... Space sudden, dementia? Sudden asshole syndrome. Spumentia. Sure. Oh. I, uh, I picked this movie out because... Uh, and I, I think this is probably the best... The best thing I can say about it is it's a horror movie you can watch with your wife or girlfriend who doesn't like horror movies and didn't want to see a zombie movie on Alcatraz with Danny Trejo, Ethan Supley, and LeVar Burton. I don't know why I didn't watch that movie. Well, you just sold me on that. Yeah, I forget <laughs> what it's called, but I should have watched that instead. Zombies on Alcatraz. Um, yeah, it's it's not bad. There's There's a lot of nice scenery. It's atmospheric, but it's really... It just there's so many little things that, especially Guy Pierce, just annoyed the tar out of me. He was just so, I mean, just you know, a lot of horror movies have that where the dad or boyfriend just all of a sudden just becomes a complete asshole and doesn't pay any attention to anything, and now all the bad stuff can happen behind his back because he's worried about thing. Um, they're in a really cool house. That was neat. Uh, the monsters have one or two little scares but you know after you kind of tame yeah after you kind of see what they are and tame is exactly what i was looking for because my wife watches one horror movie a year and um which one this one. Oh, okay <laughs> this was the one that she watched although actually i did convince her to watch uh cabin in the woods uh she watched that and really liked it and i should have just rewatched tucker and dale versus evil with her because that was really, really fun, except for, unfortunately, the last five mm-hmm. or five, seven minutes of it, which is just kind of, it just it's hard to wrap up a horror movie. You know, people yeah. dying left and right just doesn't make for a good, clean ending. I will recommend this if you like, if you kind of like the idea of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, that was one of those produced by Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. Luis. He, mm-hmm. I really had nothing to do with it. It was like when Tarantino was stamping his name on everything. Um, watch his movie, The Devil's Backbone. Ooh. Um, that is... A really good movie, and it's hmm. it's hard to it, it's you're gonna have to read subtitles. I believe is it spooky? It's spooky. It's spooky-ish. Like it's um, I guess it's as spooky as Pan's Labyrinth was. If you if you, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I did see that. Like, um, so it's it's more creepy than spooky. But like, that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, my wife is very easily frightened, and so you know. She's like a small deer. It, it has more. It has like an <laughs> ominous tone. Like, yes. Then it is mm-hmm. like a, a ooh, yeah. scary movie. Like yeah. it's just like I feel like something bad is going to happen, and then maybe it doesn't. Maybe yeah. It doesn't. You know. Hey, this movie had just so many times where I, I was just yelling at the screen, like, "Why would you do that? That's a really dumb idea." And oh, I can segue into another movie. Scariness <sighs> and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is a good segue for my next movie. I want to talk about. I watched The Conjuring from this year. Uh-huh. Um, James Wan, the director, saw and the Insidious duology. <laughs> um, 
I was going to watch Insidious. I think I put that on my list. I didn't actually get to that. But after watching this, I'm kind of okay with not having made it to that because I don't think I like this guy's movies. First off, the title for The Conjuring is dumb. There's nothing conjured in this entire movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they named it that. It's just, it's your standard family is haunted slash maybe possessed and deal with it. There's no, like, nobody does anything to conjure anything. I don't know why they call it that. As a setup, I couldn't this even is, conjure up a conjuring. For yeah. this movie. the the setup for this movie is is kind of interesting because I would actually, though I didn't really love this movie, I would like to see more like it because Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga play um, Vera Farmiga. Farmiga, <laughs> um, they play uh, real oh, real life people, uh, Lorraine and Ed Warren, um, which are the paranormal, some of the first paranormal investigators in the in the world. They are the people who investigated the Amityville horror situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're they're real people, and and it's interesting because like I watched this movie and I was like, I would kind of like to watch adventure movies with them. Like maybe not this one, but like <laughs> I I could see like them like being a real life character slash like James Bondy kind of thing where they go in and deal with shit um because sure. they do an interesting setup with them like one of the first things they go off investigating you th- they do a little fun twist where you think they've already met up with the family in question but they're going to somewhere else and they, they walk in and they're in their attic and they're like all right see so your water pipes over here by your furnace so what's happening is the water's going through and it's getting heated and it's it's making the pipe shake and the pipes connect through the whole house so that's why you're hearing the rattling everywhere you go it's all bullshit you know like so that, like right off the bat they're like these are debunkers more than they are like, oh, you've got ghosts. You know, so like they go in and like very scientifically explain that, you know, nothing happened here. So it's like, all right, cool. I, I'm with this. But then the rest of the movie is this family that is um, Ron Livingston from <gasps> Office Space and Lily Taylor, who hasn't been in a horror movie since the shitty, shitty hunting, I believe. <laughs> Maybe she has. Shitty, I don't know. Shitty haunting is yes. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, the haunting was really shitty. No, that was a kid's movie, Shitty, Shitty Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're a family. Trying to make have... a cover band joke there, weren't you? Yeah, I was working on it. I just died to. too fast. <laughs> shitty, shitty. Uh, uh, no, shitty, shitty Cocoa Pop. Mm-hmm. There you go. Shitty, shitty rock. They're, they're a family. They have five or six girls i think it's five i think they have five girls lots to be obviously they were trying to like have a boy and it never worked for them but anyway kept trying good for them so they've just moved into a house in the middle of nowhere rhode island and of course there's a dark past with the house blah 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 all that kind of standard stuff so it begins your standard haunting slash possession slash demon in the house kind of story and really it's like the movie is just not focused. I think that's my biggest problem with it because it starts off with this really cool, interesting story where it's these people that are being interviewed by the Ed and Lorraine characters and they're talking about this evil doll and they've got this evil fucking doll thing that it was just like, I was like, if that thing exists, you burn the fuck out of it. I don't care (laughs) what the ramifications are because it was like, oh, this, this dead girl possessed the doll and just wants to be loved but this thing looks like a weird burn victim chucky thing <laughs> it's like you burn the fuck out of this doll and so like this is this whole show setup. your love with fire yeah. mm-hmm. this is a whole interesting s- setup and i'm like whoa what is this movie i, fire, I knew nothing about this movie other than like people were like yeah it's pretty good you should watch it <laughs> and <laughs> well all right and so i was like oh this is gonna be a weird Sounds evil like creepy review. creepy doll thing and i was like kids toys are all right great. this is interesting but then like that ends and he and he takes the evil doll and he puts it they have this room in their house that's 
evil doll storage room. It's, that's that's all of the evil artifacts that or, or possessed artifacts that they have collected. They have it in this room that's not fucking padlocked or anything. And like their little girl wanders in there at some point. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing with like all of this evil shit in your house? And you're letting your like six year old daughter wander. No, in no, there. no, don't go in there. Yeah, that's like, the evil. Room. Yeah, fourteen master padlocks is how you handle that room. But and concrete. Yeah, th- and that, bricks. That just kind of fire s- and explosives. So th- that's the kind of setup that I'm like. They have this evil room full of evil things, and <laughs> uh-huh. it barely plays a part in this movie. And this doll is sitting there, and it kind of comes back a little bit later, sort of in the movie. It's really kind of dumb, like why hmm. they even bring that up, other than like sequel potential, like the Warren's Evil House of Horror room. You know, like that's Friday the Thirteenth, the television series. Yeah, yep. it really is. Like, I mean, I was just like, I want to know more about this room. I don't care about this poor family up in Rhode yeah. Island because yeah it, it begins your standard like okay first like one girl's messed with and then like there's this they have one daughter that sleepwalks you know well, they're like this the ghost is like pulling this one girl's leg when she's asleep like yanking her leg and, and stuff and like this one girl sleepwalks and she keeps going Annoying ghost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this one girl sleepwalks and she keeps going to this other the other daughter's room and banging her head on this um uh, wardrobe, like this huge wardrobe, and I was like, "The ghosts are from Narnia." But <laughs> so, like, I, like the whole time, I'm just I'm making all these. Like I'm, trying, no, I'm trying to make these like this movie more interesting than it is because like she's just sleepwalking. It's like I guess that's creepy, but sort of like an, a repeated Nilla ghost. Yeah, yeah, because the, the, like the oldest daughter keeps getting woken up because like this one daughter's just in there like banging her head against the bang your head <laughs> against the wardrobe. And anyway, like I said, the movie's just kind of a mess. It's like it, it tries to cram too much into it. None it of it's super like effective. <laughs> And yeah, at the end of it, it's just like, let's deal with this haunted house situation. Go- shit goes a little crazy and it's over. Hmm. And it's like, they're like, take weird little side detours every once in a while of like, oh shit, now stuff is happening at our house with the evil house of horror room. Yeah, could have never daughter. seen that coming. Yeah, and like, but then that just kind of resolves itself real quick and then it's back to this haunted house thing. Huh. It, it's. It's ra- it's rated pretty damn high for a horror movie on IMDb. I don't understand the love for it, hmm. but. I, so I didn't make it to Insidious, which is PG-13 to this is R. So yeah. I was just like, eh. I just want to see a horror movie that's effective where the writers look at everything the characters do and think, would a character in a horror movie do this? Yes. We're not going to let that character do this. T- to be fair, like I'm I'm 20 minutes in this movie and like it doesn't take long for sh- weird shits to start happening in this house. I mean, like they wake up the next morning. Lily Taylor has a bruise on her arm and all of their clocks are stopped at like 307. Every clock in the house watches wall clocks and everything. That's when you get and, out of the house yeah, and burn this, it to this the ground. Yeah. And, 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 the new family. This is the new family in this house in, in, in Rhode Island. Yeah, like, adios. And, We're and, not and, even unpacked. And I, like, the first thing comes kids. to my head, I'm like, Eddie Murphy, I'm like, you know, white people are fucking stupid. Like, you know, the black <laughs> family moves in there is like, get out. Sorry, we can't stay. <laughs> yeah. like, that's <laughs> the first thing I'm thinking. Like, Tearing up the mortgage like, contract. Literally, like, it's like next day and shit has gone wrong. Fuck my credit. The, I'm out of this place. Oh, the dog won't go in the house either. Like, immediately when they walk up, the dog is like, nope, fuck, nope. If you have a pet before you sign on the house you take the pet, pet yeah. to the house yep. yeah. if the dog won't go in burn it to the ground <laughs> yeah. that's the same thing with the don't be afraid of the dark they were i mean they just paid no attention to this you know i'm guessing she's about eight or nine year old girl who just mm-hmm. wanders down into the basement never a don't go down there there's weird thing it's dark <laughs> and there might be snakes or spiders down there or you might fall and die into gnomes you know yeah. th- no one ever says that they're just but, like Hey, this does every cliche like dog won't go in the house. Bad shit happens like next day or same day that they move in. And then like immediately girl has invisible friend 
Like, oh, and, uh, yeah. Nope. nope. Like, like girls talking, nope. and, like, my mom walks in, like, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to Toby. Or yeah, not Toby, but I'm talking, talking, talking to Captain <laughs> Howdy. I don't, whatever. His name's Toby not Toby. A, does Toby have a toy associated with him? No? Yeah. No, no, no yeah. She, she, she found a weird, um, uh, whatever. A music, puzzle music box? box. Music uh, box. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm seriously, like, this movie is like every cliche thrown into one movie, and I, I don't get it. I just I basically decided I don't like modern horror movies. I had the music box in his hand. I, I'm trying to think like the last straight up that wasn't like a that wasn't just a, like a parody sort of thing or something cl- more clever. Like I, I like the idea of, of I like the idea of the paranormal activity movies. They haven't all been uh, hits, and the first one was really annoying because the people were fucking annoying. But two I, and three were all right. Yeah, though. two and three and, and four to some point were were pretty good. Hmm. Uh, I, I I liked where it went after the first one mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like you have to have a clever idea and you have to sell it and like grave encounters paranormal activity they have something like it's different it's not just like let's cram every cliche and and have people act stupid in every way that they would have to for a horror movie to work i felt like at least most of the time the paranormal activity people acted like appropriately they were like they should have just gotten the fuck out of the house but as we've come to find out that wouldn't have helped and they they say that too about this one they're like nope it's already latched onto you if you'd left it could be in the same shit, just in a different place. Whatever. Hmm. I've just, I would say, give it a pass, or and, you know, watch it if you want to laugh about some things. Hey, ghost, how you feel about haunting a Motel Six? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That old, that old mansion feels great. Yeah, hey, come I've on in here. here. This <laughs> toilet sucks. Come on in here. Shine this UV light. A- in anyone here. else have any other spooky movies? Because I got one more, Scoo- and this one's gonna be a lot quicker. Mm-mm. I promise. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I watched 2007's Trick or Treat. Oh. Um, is it trick R treat? Trick R treat. It's got an apostrophe uh, for no reason. Oh, trick R treat. Apostrophe is the same number of characters as an O. Just Surely like, just there's no. been a movie though already called there Trick or Treat. There was one with um, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne, and then the one you <sighs> watched. Watch trick that. or treats. Yeah, trick or treats, uh-huh. which should not exist. Okay, trick or treat. Well, let me tell you about trick or treat. <laughs> trick or treat. Trick or treat it is a movie that is produced by um, Brian Singer's company. Bad Hat Harry and directed by one of the writers of uh, like a couple like the X-Men and unfortunately Superman Returns. But this is like his, I think his first like full on movie directing. I really liked this movie. This is not, I didn't know again, knew nothing about this movie. This was one of those things that pops up on lists of like, you, you might've missed this. Check it out. It's a pretty good horror movie. And if, if you like the creep shows, watch trick or treat because it's a little anthology movie. Big scary clown on the, uh, it's, it's, it's got like a scarecrowy looking thing on it. Like, um, looks like sort of like Batman mm. scarecrow. Batman. Batman. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, if you like if you like the creep shows, check this movie out because it's it's a little anthology movie. Um, I think it's four or five. It says four on the summary, but Ooh, I think there's a little um, yeah, scream sort of prequel thing. They probably don't count as one of the stories because it was just like, like a Twilight Zone yeah, movie. It was, thing. it was so like it, it faster that it was over, but. Mm. Um, really liked it. it. It's a lot of fun. It's not too serious. It 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 twists where it needs to twist. Where it's like, oh, I think I see where this is going. Nope, that's not where I thought it was going. And yeah, like you know, lots of I wouldn't say lots, but you know, some people that you go, oh, hey, it's you pop up in this movie. Well, I like um, it when that happens. Like yeah. Brian Cox is in it. Anna Paquin. Mm, oh yeah. Um, Hilo from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Hilo. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Just, I mean. Just, Random, random people Nifty. pop up in it. And I, if you like those kind of movies, you like those little anthology movies, it, it does a good job of weaving its stories together because it kind of twists back on top of each other where, like, the timeline is all messed up where you're watching one thing, but then, like, the other one will intersect where you're like, wait, shit already happened to them. And then you realize where it kind of happens in the timeline. Mm. Huh. 
So interesting. Good, good watch. And it's pretty short. Hmm. So, I like that. It's my last spooky movie. Spooky. I watched a movie we pretty much already talked about to death, but have an interesting perspective on it because I watched it on Blu-ray. Instead of seeing it in the theater, I rewatched Pacific Rim. Hooray! Yay! Uh, Wait, did you, you saw it in the theater? Yeah. Or are you just it. saying you rewatched it? Yeah, I rewatched okay. it. Okay. Um, Tell us about every glorious second. Well, I, I was I wanted to watch it again because it's awesome, but also because I was a little worried, like, is this going to be one of those movies that's like, it's really great in the theater, but doesn't hold up on the small screen? No, that's not accurate at all. That is a, that is a really great movie yes. that almost looks better on a smaller screen because not that it, at any point did it look bad in the theater, but even on a smaller screen, the effects sort of like pop more. Hmm. So the second time I rewatched it, or the second time watching it, I was like, I'm going to really like look at the CG this time. Cause I knew I was like blown away by it the first time, but it's like, I'm going to really look at it and see if I could just see, ah, that's CG. I gotcha. But aside from like one boat in a scene that's like on the water, that looks like maybe just someone in post-production was like, ah, put a boat in there. I, I can't, nothing about that movie is not real monsters and real b- robots punching each other in the face. I mean, I've watched it in 3d twice since it's come out it's so <laughs> awesome. once by myself and once because of well, you didn't see Pacific Rim. Yeah. Get to my house now. Oh my yeah. God. 3d TV. So I, I, I don't understand people who don't find the joy in that movie. That, I, that movie is pure joy. I'm truly sorry for their loss. It's so fun. I mean, how can you not like a movie where monsters invade the earth the entire world bands together to build giant fucking robots to punch these things in the face. Karate fighting giant robots. I mean, you know. And then the world gets stupid and is like, forget the robots. Let's just build a wall. Oh, shit. That wall didn't work. Well, <laughs> unless that wall transforms into a bigger robot. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Pacific Rim 2, giant uh, wall into robot. Look, the wall transformer was the worst transformer. Wall transformer. wall <laughs> Wall-a-tron. Yes. Hey, we need a wall. <laughs> Keep out them Dinobots. Man, wall just like time. giant wall fists that just yes. smash things yes. between them. Yeah, and, and there were two <sighs> things that I... Waldozer. <laughs> Where's Waldozer? <laughs> Pacific Rim 2. Coming summer 2014. That's, that's a terrible title. Uh, <laughs> there were two no, things... that is I'd, the best title. You should remember. Well, okay. Well, there were two things that I'd forgotten that then brought me joy all over again when they happened. One is the, the rocket-powered punch where they just, like, yes. fire the rocket and just, like, super punch. And uh, j- the other thing being that one uh, kaiju sprouting wings. I'd like totally forgotten that when it happened. Oh, I was still like, so good. Oh shit. The wings. I forgot all about this. They're going up in space now. And then all the sword, you know, I mean, it's, I, I really like that movie because it's, um, you know, the people showed that they, you know, we, the robots were getting better. You know, they had the ro- they had the Russian robot that was big and clunky, mm-hmm. but it was tough, you know, and as they got better, they got faster and more dangerous, but you know, the monsters, I really liked that the monsters sprouted wings, like in the middle of the battle, they yeah. were evolving, you know, quick, 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 you mm-hmm. know, I, it was, it was pretty neat. I, I, I think that was just like his hidden trick, like the sword, like, hmm. yeah, guess what else I can do? Yeah. Uh, just wings, bitches. This yeah. isn't even my <laughs> final form. Yeah. Yeah. I am not even left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you watch that again and you sort of, you, you kind of worry about the, the talky parts. You're like, oh, the talking parts aren't going to hold up because you're just waiting to get to the action scene. No, all that, mo- the whole movie works. The whole thing does. It doesn't, none of those talky bits waste any time. No, they don't. 
and and I, I kind of still that. want more talkie parts. I want the Russians to get a line. Oh, I, yes. You know, uh, yeah, there was just not an. I mean, nobody nobody overstayed their welcome, and it, but people definitely there were characters who could have had at least a little five ten minute scene. Well, yeah. like, I mean, like I think the worst. I mean, yes, the Russians were awesome, and we you don't get to see anything about them mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. but like how much of a hero shot Crimson Typhoon has. Yeah. Where they're like, third arm, bitches, let's go. And yeah. then it's just like, yeah. taken out. Yeah. Just like gone. Yeah. Immediately. It's like, whoa. All right. You even made an action figure of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that just since falling down. Appears. Yeah. Uh, there, what? There were just a lot of... Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, mean I, I didn't feel like the movie was too long. It definitely could have used an extra... Well, you know, let's be honest. The movie could have used three more hours, but of fighting robots, of fighting robots, of Crimson Typhoon, really. But but thirty minutes for a little bit more personality on the other people because you didn't, you know, I felt bad that they were dying because their robots were getting destroyed. Like I didn't, I was like, oh, they're triplets and now they're dead. Yeah. Eh. But Crimson Typhoon is gone. That's so sad. And what was the Russian one's name? The uh, oh, the wasn't even around long enough. The Vodkanator, whatever. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the Vodkanator. Right. They they got you know. I was sad that the, the Kremlin Crusher. I w- I felt more emotional attachment to the robots, you know, and just the just one scene like you know, okay, now we're going to play basketball with the twins and with the triplets, mm-hmm. and they're cool. And oh man, now I'm really sad that they died. And, yeah. Oh, the Russians did, you know, I don't know, put something on YouTube. But see, I I would watch origin stories for all those different robots because obviously they went through some shit Mm -hmm. because they were the best of what was left. So they obviously had some battles. I would watch each story leading up to them coming to the the Shatterdome. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'd I'd watch I'd watch ones that didn't make it to the Shatterdome. They they could. I mean, I. Yeah. Show me a tragic tale of. You know, my kids don't go to college for another decade or so. I mean, come on, I've got money to burn. <laughs> put them out there. Chemo Alpha. Chemo Alpha. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Radiation. Yeah. Oh, I. Wasn't there supposed to be one also that was? Uh, I mean, like I remember when the movie was coming out, they had a lot of like teaser posters for it. And I want to say there was a couple of. Uh, I guess I maybe I'm thinking of. I want to say there were robots that were supposed to be in it that maybe just were in teaser posters that didn't actually make it into the. And and like you were saying, yeah, concept art, kind of concept yeah. art type things. And I was like, man, that's going to be so awesome when I see it. And it never made it in the movie. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's just didn't need it. No. There's apparently there's some sort of other fiction for this that has for Pacific Rim that has a bunch more because there's a, a Wikia list and there's about eighteen, nineteen other hmm. Jaegers like Brawler Yukon and. <laughs> Romeo Sweet. Blue and Tacit a Canadian Tacit a Canadian Ronin. Jaeger. Oh, neat. Tacit uh, Ronin. Yeah, Diablo Intercept. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! That yes. is a great name. <laughs> is that not the best? Oh my goodness. Um, Shaolin Rogue, Vulcan Specter, Chrome Brutus. He sounds like Hydra put- Corinthian. <laughs> yes. Such a stirring. Like a name generator for <laughs> gracious Diablo Interceptors. Yeah. Mammoth Apostle. <laughs> You should have. You should have ended with Diablo Intercept. I, 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 I know. Shut off after that one. It's so yeah. good. I, I'll, I'd write the. I'd watch the hell out of man. I, w- I would watch one of those movies take on one of these fucking conjuring houses any day. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo Interceptor. <laughs> Fuck you, El Diablo. <laughs> they could do like sixty-minute shorts on every single one of these fucking robots, and I would watch every single one of them and buy an action figure for every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. If it came in like a twenty-five dollar. DVD plus action figure set. Yeah. I would spend 
$25 is, yep. is, is too much money. Are, are you <laughs> yeah. listening, Guillermo del Toro? I, you know, I just wish this movie had made a little more money because then they probably would have had the freedom to do anything of the sort. I mean, do they we will know be... how well it's done on DVD? Well, it made a lot of money overseas. I, mean, I believe it... it's kicked up production for the second one. Yeah, yeah I believe they, it's they are talking. He's hardcore talking about making a second one. The yeah. studio is probably like, yeah, we'll see. But it, there will probably be another one. But had it been like a runaway blockbuster, you could have expected all that kind of offshoot stuff. There'd be you know, animated <laughs> the things. shitty and, CG like Starship yeah, Troopers. Exactly. There'd be all of that. <laughs> oh. <And it> just, <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe Never we looked mind. at it. I would watch... I would watch a movie about Ron Perlman's character chasing yes. around, scamming off the sure. leftovers of the kaiju and just doing that thing. I think the number one story I want to know is what happened to um, Idris Elba's partner. Like, why did he have to pilot? They yeah. like, talked about him being the only one that ever piloted oh, yeah, yeah, by yeah. himself. What yeah. happened there? Yeah. Because well, like, he gets... All right. He's the only... Spoiler, if you will, like when he climbs up out of the out of the robot there, and like he's by himself. Like, mm-hmm. was that the time that it happened, or was he just the one that came out because that worked for the story? Then, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. All, all these stories, these stories need to be told. Yes. I love you, Pacific Rim. <laughs> Anywho, I love you Stacker so much. Pentecost. Yes, God, Commander of the Shattered Dome. <laughs> <laughs> so many just fucking awesome names in this. Yeah. <laughs> Got that one scene where what's his nuts comes up and and like pleading his case like please you know let her pilot and grabs him and he gives him a look like you just touch me first off <laughs> don't ever touch me second, second don't, ever, don't touch ever touch me, me. <laughs> I laugh so hard every time he says that it's just it's the best mm. one two punch so good and you know from the getting back really quick to the number of Jaegers that they had. Yeah. You remember the Shatter Dome and they used to launch like 50 at a time from mm-hmm. 8,000 bays and yeah. and that's just one yep. of the Shatter Domes. Mm-hmm. I know. Motherfucker. That's... Oh, I want so much more movie out of this. Yeah. All right, all right. We're about to fall into a Pacific Rim yes. chasm. Too late. Hmm. All right. Um, we, saw, do, we, we do have... Oh, you saw another movie? I saw oh. more movies. Oh, I shit. saw... Uh, okay. Bring I it. saw 2009's. I I finished finally 2009's Solomon Kane. I tried to watch this movie at least two or three times in a row. I watched that movie for free because the Xbox told me could, uh, told me I could. Hey, that's right. Yeah. And then you overpaid uh, a little bit. <laughs> I didn't think um, it was that bad. It wasn't again. bad. No, I I just remember I I would in the first ten minutes of it. I'm like, all right, I like where you're going. This is fun, and then. 30 minutes of exposition and Jesus and Jesus. Well, it's a religious movie. Yeah. It's very, it's very chick track all of a sudden. And, and then it just sticks that way. And it just doesn't need to be because it's very, it's just a very odd pairing of, you know, Hey, it's England and it's real. There's guns and the church is everywhere, but there's a sorcerer and he can possess people. And yes, that's what really happened. And I, I don't know. I, I fell asleep three times in the Pete Postal Wait, uh, you know, saving his soul type at Hyman. Each time I woke poor, up with that blonde chick crying. <laughs> Each time I woke up at the very end. And I finally finished it. It wasn't bad, but it I, wasn't very good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I recognize that it's a completely, totally low budget ass, you know. But I mean, to me, it's like anything gets me more. Um, Robert E. Howard Conan-y stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. So. Yeah, I like that. Was this based on something? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that is a Robert Robert E. Howard. That was another character that he did besides Conan and Cole and stuff. Hmm. He did, he did Solomon mm-hmm. Kane. I thought it seemed familiar. I thought it seemed to definitely... It definitely had the... Kind of the hallmarks of being from that particular era where... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that type of story that, you know, that Edgar, I, I know Edgar Rice Burroughs is not necessarily that same area, but, you know, that same style of Well, they accept the kind of, like, cook hit, you know, yeah. like, I mean, they turned Tarzan kind of mm-hmm. into the, you know, weekly magazine hero mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they kind of yeah. have done some of that with some of his characters. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know, things like that that feel like they're from the pages of Heavy Metal Magazine, I'm generally okay with, yeah. even if they're obviously very low budget and too big for the bridges. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's all. all right. Well, it is one more movie. One movie. I'm prepared this time around. I saw you did your uh, homework. I saw Batman under the red hood oh. from 2010. Fuck yes. And I really, really liked it. Um, it's going to be an odd thing to say, but I really liked the voice acting. I thought the voice acting was very good. Um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris as Nightwing was pretty neat. Um, and not, not so overdone that you were just like, ah, Neil Patrick Harris, take it easy. It just <laughs> you know, we we get it. You're NPH. Okay, great. You know, um, uh, was it Jensen? Ack- whoever did uh, the voice? It says here in IMDb that Jensen Ackles did the voice of the Red Hood. Thought that was very good. I did not like the Joker though. That's that's kind of hard to come to. Did I mean, that's, not like the Joker. I mean, that's um, uh, God, I just blanked on his name. Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, D- John, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio, who does uh, DiMaggio. Ben- Bender and uh, mm-hmm. Marcus Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Imagine him doing. Somewhere between the two, and you got the Joker. It's it was, it's gruff like like Marcus Phoenix, but also kind of yeah, like Bender, you know. Like, yeah, it was yeah. it was yeah. I'm just saying, like a little more <laughs> that smarmy thing. Like ah, it was weird because he didn't have that that wonderful psychotic craziness. Um, you know that I, I don't know is it, it was weird. I, to, I understand why they did it because they skirted around the what we'll never do the killing joke as a mm-hmm. whole. Uh, animated thing but yeah. so they had to kind of tackle that so i understand why they tried to make the joker darker because mm-hmm. i mean that's a really dark fucking twisted oh, yeah. story because alan moore is fucked in the head but yeah so i mean i can understand why they went with that style of joker because the mark hamill one be like why is wacky guy yeah raping and killing batgirl or you yeah. know <laughs> paralyzing her yeah. yeah all right <laughs> but it was it was really good uh i really enjoyed it it was a very good animated film Wow. That's one of my favorites of, of the ones they've done. That was all the movies that I saw okay. in preparation for episode 199. <laughs> well <laughs> hey, done, Hey, that's sir. this episode. Well done. Glad I prepared for that episode, then. Uh, we do have a quick voicemail. I think this is pretty much directed almost exclusively at BJ. Hey, all right. And I already know the answer. We're going we're gonna to play it anyway. Hey, guys. It's uh, listener Pete from Blue Mountains, Wisconsin. I remember uh, back in the day there was a Mad Magazine uh, parody that referred to Pia Zadora as Pizza Adorable. And henceforth, I always called her that. Uh, Since BJ used the word adorable twice, I was wondering if he had the same frame of reference. Uh, That's it. Keep up the good work. Crash and burn, butthorns. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Um, No, actually, it's... From uh, who who did start that? Is that I think this, I started it. The, the PS adorable thing. I mean, I started it on the show. I think um, in the Santa Claus episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it 
harkens to a long lost AOL chat room uh, handle of someone really? I know. Yeah, someone had a Pia's adorable <laughs> as a fantastic chat room nice. handle. So. That is fantastic. That is nice. I miss chat rooms. So yeah, that that joke is not from Mad Magazine, but it is from back when Mad Magazine was probably still maybe in that print person. Ran with that? I, who knows? I, who knows? No, I think she's, she's just, just Pia's adorable. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It may have been the actual Pia's adorable. I don't. What? Know. I mean, she's like five foot tall. She's yeah. Pia's adorable. Yeah, yeah. Just put her in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she'll scritch a song at you occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like a raptor. Yes. <laughs> so clever girl. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. How about we do some contact information? Alrighty. Uh, email us bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out on the website, which is bmfcast.com there are a bunch of buttons on the right hand side that will tell you how to contact us in many different ways so use those buttons liberally um, especially iTunes subscribe rate and review and also you can give us a ringy dingy on the Garfield phone the one the only reason you live nine one zero five jacks BMF and oxygen or nine one zero five five six nine two six three call us up leave us a message keep it short and sweet and tell me how great I am yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're all right. That's what I do. Thanks. Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? I think we shall. I'm Harlow. I'm Walt. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. <laughs>